Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So what's this Lent thing all about anyway? I think in the church we have a clear understanding of Christmas. We know what Easter is, but Lent is a little bit fuzzy. Reminds me of a story of a, a young boy who was in the back seat. They were going to church, and the mother said to the young boy, Do you know what today is? And she wanted him to answer the first Sunday of Lent. And he said, I sure do. It's the first Sunday of Lent. And he said, No, it's not Lent. It's Lent. It's not L-I-N-T. It's L-E-N-T. But I think that serves as a good metaphor because Lent is kind of fuzzy, and sometimes our understanding of Lent is kind of fuzzy. I had an experience a couple weeks ago that I think serves as a nice illustration of what Lent can be for us. So Judy and I were in southern Maine, and we'd had a fairly long day in southern Maine. We're coming up the interstate. It's starting to get dark. We typically take the back roads because we like to gawk and look, and we like to take our time. But we were anxious to get home. We were tired. We were hungry. And so our goal, of course, was to get home so we could kind of celebrate being home and have something to eat and just be in each other's company. And so we were in a rush to get home. So we were coming up the interstate. We got to about the Newport area. We went up a hill and came down a hill. And as soon as we crested that hill and started going down, all we could see were brake lights in front of us. Oh, no, brake lights. Apparently, there had been some accident miles up the road, and it had happened a while before. So we're, there were lots of brake lights in front of us. And so, of course, as we approached, I hit my brakes, and we slowed down. And we stopped at times. And the blood pressure is going up a little bit. Oh, how long is this going to take? And so about a half hour after creeping along, we could see up ahead, oh, there's a detour sign. A detour sign? I want to get home. That's where I want to be. So we got to the detour sign and, and followed everybody. And then by the, by the time we got there, it, it was just more practical to follow the detour signs and get onto Route 2 and, and come home. But if we had stayed on the interstate, it would have taken us longer, and we would not have arrived where we wanted to be the way we wanted to arrive. And so actually, the brake lights were a good thing, and the detour sign was also a good thing. And that serves to me as a nice illustration as to what the journey of Lent is. Lent is a journey where we're heading toward Easter. That's where we want to go. Easter is fun. Easter is resurrection. Easter is dinners, lots of singing, flowers, lilies. That's where we want to go. But along the way, there are some brake lights. And there are some detours that we have to look for and follow. And so our first brake lights came upon us this past Wednesday night. Ash Wednesday. Oh, come on. Why do we have to have Ash Wednesday? Let's just go right to Easter. Let's sail right up the interstate and get to Easter and celebrate. But that's not what happened. We got to Wednesday, and here comes our first set of brake lights and a detour. And our first detour is, indeed, Ash Wednesday. So for those of you that were with us Ash Wednesday, with us online or in person, we remember that Ash Wednesday is that day we step into the season of Lent, and it is an important time. Ashes, of course, are a biblical symbol, a biblical representation of repenting. 
So that seems weird to us, but in biblical times it was very common. If you had found yourself wanting spiritually, or if you were mourning the loss of a loved one, you would cover yourself in ashes. That was a biblical sign that you were repenting or that you were lamenting or mourning. And so when we have the ashes placed on our foreheads, it is a biblical sign that we recognize that we're not doing what Jesus calls most important, to love God with all that we are and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we are living in the midst of the consequences of that. And so we put on our foreheads the ashes that tell us we want to do better. We want to be more faithful. And so we are symbolically saying we are turning from that toward faithful relationship. We also put a symbol of the cross on our foreheads, and that points us to where we are going. We are going to Good Friday, and we're going toward the empty tomb of Easter, our celebration time. And we also hear those very important words as the ashes are imposed on our foreheads, from dust you came, and to dust you will return. Not very cheery words, but they are important, because they remind us that our time on earth is not infinite. It is finite. There's only a certain period of time we will be here on earth. There's only a certain amount of time to get it right. There's only a certain amount of time to be faithful and loving God with all that we are and loving our neighbor as ourselves. So that's how we journey into the season of Lent with Ash Wednesday. Okay, Ash Wednesday is behind us now. And there's a few weeks that are going to go by. And we're going to pick up some momentum and some speed. And we can see Easter over there. But then we see some more brake lights pop up, and we enter Holy Week with Palm Sunday. So Palm Sunday, of course, we, we celebrate the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, but then we have to pump the brakes just a little bit with our expectations as they did back then, because they're expecting a military hero, a political hero, somebody that will vanquish their foes and put them in positions of power. Pump the brakes here, folks. Brake lights are coming up. That's not what Jesus came to do. He's a different kind of king, a different kind of Messiah. So on Palm Sunday, as we enter Holy Week, we see those brake lights come up again, and we detour off so we can spend some time understanding what Jesus, the type of Messiah Jesus had come to be. And then we start that journey through Holy Week, and we get to Thursday, which is Monday. Thursday, not Monday, but Mondi Thursday. Mondi stands for mandatum, which is a Latin word that means commandment. So on that Thursday of Holy Week, Jesus has that last meal with his disciples. And what does he do? He washes their feet. And after doing that, he says, a new commandment I have for you. <clears throat> Love one another as I have loved you. And how has he loved them? He's washed their feet. Jesus is clearly pointing them towards servant ministry, agape love. This is how you are to love one another as I have loved you. So our expectation of someone loving me or me loving them is kind of warm and fuzzy. Jesus pumps the brakes. Here comes the brake lights. Wait a minute. Think about this. This is the kind of love. This is the kind of commandment that Jesus has shared with us on Monday, Thursday. And so we journey another 24 hours up the interstate, we find red lights coming on, and we find ourselves at Good Friday. Good Friday. I remember being a kid wondering, this seems like a weird name for Good Friday. The night that Jesus is crucified, we call it good. But we remember 
back originally, this was not Good Friday, it was God's Friday originally. And somehow over the centuries it's become Good Friday. And in a way it is good, and, in a, and certainly it is God's Friday, because in the mystery of our faith, we understand that God's purposes are played out on that Good Friday night. There can be no resurrection, there can be no celebration without a crucifixion. There can be no resurrection without death. And so we see that played out on Good Friday. And then we get to Easter. Then we get to Easter. That's, that's what our Lenten experience is like. It's like going up the highway, sailing along. The brake lights are meant for us to slow down, sometimes stop, and sometimes detour, get off the road, and spend some time with this. Consider what this is. That's what we have in the scriptures today. Jeff mentioned the passage from Genesis. So Genesis is really talking about a do-over, right? Creation has been made, but earlier on in Genesis, we find God's words speaking these words. God saw that the earth was corrupt and filled with violence. So there had to be a determination there. There had to be some time spent examining, discerning that something had gone off the rails in order for the new to come and the promise of the new covenant to come. And so we see in Genesis this work of examining, of trying to understand who we are and where we are in relationship with God. And the psalmist does this as well. I love that verse right in the middle of the psalm. There's three times that this specific word is mentioned in verse 4. The psalmist says, make me to know your ways, not my ways. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. So how do we do that? How do we understand God's ways, God, your ways? Speaking for myself, I often get distracted, shiny objects, or just whatever is going on in my life. If we really want to know your ways, O oh Lord, we need to spend the season of Lent with fewer distractions and more discernment. It's like when I was in middle school, I was never that great in math. And oftentimes when I was doing math, there'd also be an episode of Gilligan's Island on the TV. That's a distraction. My mother would come in, turn off the TV, you're not concentrating. Same can be said for our spiritual lives. We surround ourselves with these distractions. It's during the season of Lent where we identify those distractions and we turn them off so that we can do the work of discernment, to go from a place of distraction to discernment if we want to know God's ways, your ways, O oh Lord. That's the work of Lent. And even Jesus has some brake lights in front of him. So we find the baptism of Jesus. John baptizes Jesus, perhaps Jesus doing this to give legitimacy to John's ministry. And then the voice from heaven comes. There's the dove, the spirit descending like a dove. And a voice came from the heavens. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. Great, let's go up the interstate ministry. That's not what happens. Brakes are pumped red lights, and there's a detour that Jesus takes out into the desert where he is tempted. There's a time of discernment. There's a time of strengthening. And then the ministry begins. 
So even in the life of Jesus, we see this happening. So, so who do we choose to be? Who do I choose to be? Who do you choose to be? I want to be in faithful relationship with God. I want that relationship to be, that relationship to be pure. I want to be faithful to God's call on my life. How do we do that? Well, this is a great season to work through that process. In our Christian faith, we have three words that are connected with grace. There's a prevenient grace, there's a justifying grace, and there's a sanctifying grace. We've talked about this before. Prevenient grace, prevenient grace, is that presence of God in our lives that's at work before we're even aware of it happening. That pre dust you will return. Perhaps Jesus doing this to we do pray that ways, your ways, O oh Lord. That's the work of Lent. And even Jesus has some brake lights in front of him. So we find the baptism of Jesus. John baptizes Jesus, perhaps Jesus doing this to give legitimacy to John's ministry. And then the voice from heaven comes. There's the dove, the spirit descending like a dove. And a voice came from the heavens, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. Great, let's go up the interstate, ministry. That's not what happens. Brakes are pumped, red lights, and there's a detour that Jesus takes out into the desert where he is tempted. There's a time of discernment. There's a time of strengthening. And then the ministry begins. So even in the life of Jesus, we see this happening. So, so who do we choose to be? Who do I choose to be? Who do you choose to be? I want to be in faithful relationship with God. I want that relationship to be, that relationship to be pure. I want to be faithful to God's call on my life. How do we do that? Well, this is a great season to work through that process. In our Christian faith, we have three words that are connected with grace. There's a prevenient grace, there's a justifying grace, and there's a sanctifying grace. We've talked about this before. Prevenient grace, prevenient grace, is that presence of God in our lives that's at work before we're even aware of it happening. That prevenient grace, God interceding in our lives without us being aware of it. Justifying grace is when we say, yes, I want relationship with God through Christ, and I am justified in my faith. The sanctification, the sanctifying grace, that's the hard one. Sanctifying grace is that grace that comes into our lives that encourages us, teaches us, inspires us to be more Christ-like. So if I want to be faithful to God's call on my life, I am working to be more Christ-like. And so I want to work on the sanctifying grace that makes me more Christ-like. That's the work of Lent. The sanctifying grace. So we journey through this together. We pray with each other. We encourage each other. We look to the scriptures. And we look for those brake lights on the way. Don't be like me a couple of weeks ago. Don't curse the brake lights. Don't curse the detour sign. Because that's what Lent is supposed to be. And those brake lights and those detour signs are actually gifts to us during this season. Let's pray.
Loving God, as we enter into this holy season together, we do pray that you will give us the strength, the wisdom to look for those distractions that too often take our focus away and instead help us to focus on discernment, how we might be better at loving you with all that we are and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Help us to look to our neighbor as we journey through this. We are not alone in it. We are a church family going forward, and we draw strength from that fellowship. Help us to look to the scriptures, the sacraments. Help us to look to you through prayer. We are thankful for these gifts of brake lights and detour signs as we make this journey together. Amen.